Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ain't that the truth? And we see it over and over in the NFL from week to week. I've been saying this most of the night. But it's worth repeating, especially since we have people who are waking up and joining even now as we hit 5 o'clock on the East Coast, the Eastern Time Zone. Good morning to you. It's a Monday. It sure is. And for those of you who've been listening, well, we're going to hammer the point home again. With now 10 different rookie starting quarterbacks, right? So we've seen 10 different rookies make starts. We've got a bunch of quarterbacks that are in their second year in the NFL, and they're starting to. We've got quarterbacks in new places, although it's not really a problem for Josh Dobbs. But think about Taylor Heineke, for instance, with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he got hurt yesterday, and they went back to a second-year guy in Desmond Ritter. There's so many young guys or guys that are early in their tenure, like, say, Jordan Love. For that reason, the offense is... Taking a hit. If you haven't noticed, the offensive numbers are down. There's a lot of field goals every week in the NFL. And as much as you can point to, oh, those teams suck, it's every team. It's almost every team. I don't know what the numbers in the red zone are this season compared to last season. I could certainly look it up, although it's better if you have a full sample size. But red zone numbers, offensive passing numbers for the most part, A lot of those are down. And it comes back to, I mean, there's many reasons why for each individual team. But across the board, one major reason is because of the young baby QBs and rookies who were never really expected to be on the field. And no, we're not talking about C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Of course, they were going to be on the field. We're talking about guys like Tyson Bajant for Chicago, Tommy DeVito for New York, Aiden O'Connell now has the starting job, but they weren't expecting to use Aiden in Las Vegas. It was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. You can run down through the various divisions and you can see 
you can feel on every Sunday how much this has changed and altered 2023 on the field. Clayton Toon starting for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, granted, he got a touchdown yesterday, but he wasn't supposed to be out there either. Jaron Hall for the Vikings doesn't even last a full game. There's a lot of young QBs that were thrown into the fire before they were supposed to be out there, but that's the nature of the NFL. And because of it, not only is offense down, but we're seeing teams rely more on defense and, oh, kickers, special teams. Don't forget, this is your annual reminder that kickers are people too. And there's a one big reason why we're seeing some separation, not a ton, but some separation between the haves and the have-nots, and that's the teams that still have their starting quarterbacks. They're elite or high-level above-average starting quarterbacks. However, a nice byproduct, a dramatic and entertaining byproduct, is that we're getting more games that are going down to the wire. And Sunday is a great example of that. Week 10 is a great example of that. But let's take Sunday just by itself. I don't think anybody really wants to think about Panthers and Bears, but this also falls into that category from Thursday night. On Sunday, nine of the 12 games were decided by a single score. So eight points or fewer. Nine of the 12. And five of them were settled on the final snap of the game. Walk-off field goals. <laughs> Unfortunately, not touchdowns this week, but walk-off field goals. O- although I think it's funny when we call it that because they don't really walk. They celebrate, they leap. In some cases, they lift the kicker up like he's baby in Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I know it's another 80s slash 90s reference. Is that 80s or 90s? I actually don't know that. I think it's probably 80s. Some of you have probably seen the remake of Dirty Dancing. It's not as good as the original. Just trust me. Same thing with Karate Kid. Not as good as the original. 87, producer Jay tells me. Yep, I like being old. I got to see Jerry Rice play and Joe Montana play. You guys did not. Sad saps. I got to see Michael Jordan play. Some of you did not. I will forever pity you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to you. It's a Monday. Oh, but we're getting close to Thanksgiving. Next week is Thanksgiving. Football fans, what are you thankful for on this Monday morning? No, that's a steal. We have to wait till next week to do that. But just in general, what about some of these fantastic finishes? Which one was your favorite? Which one gave you Ajita? You can find our post up on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. And then also on our Facebook page. And we are asking you to vote for your Monday MVP. Well, lo and behold, we've got a repeat candidate from a week ago. He's a rookie quarterback, but he is head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to the fit with his team, his receivers, his coach, and of course, how the team is playing right now. Pretty incredible. And this another stiff test for the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. On the road at Cincinnati. And early on, yeah, there was all the makings of some fantastic offense. Burrow ready for a shotgun snap. He catches at the 37. Drops back to the 40. Fires down Whoa. the field. Caught at the five Baby. by Trenton Irwin. Touchdown. Baby. Bengals as Burrow delivers a perfect strike. And Trenton Irwin takes it in for the Bengals touchdown. Stroud of the gun. 
One back Devin Singletary. Here's the snap. CJ looking. Throwing right side Dell at the six. Takes it to the goal line. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Stroud to Dell for six. On both the Bengals and Texans radio networks, it was a tight first half. Not a ton of offense, but you did see right away Cincinnati started out with a five-minute drive, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, Bengals, they're picking up where they left off the last couple weeks with the offense. So Trenton Irwin with a 32-yarder, and then Tank Dell, the rookie receiver for the Texans. Another connection with C.J. Stroud. But then Cincinnati runs into a game Houston defense. And could not get anything going. I counted because I'm a nerd. Four straight three and outs for Cincinnati in the second half. So their offensive rhythm disappeared like that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they're not playing as well. A real long pass interference call to put Houston in the red zone. And Devin Singletary, he finishes with a six-yard run. And so the Texans are looking good now. In the third quarter, they're up 20-7. to But the thing about having a veteran quarterback like Joe Burrow, one that has played in some of the biggest stages in the NFL, and having weapons around him is that they don't need eight minutes to score. They can hit you quick. Burrow will look to throw. Pressure forces him to scramble left. Burrow throws deep downfield. Chase catches it at the 20. He's at the 10. Raises the ball in his right hand as he cruises into the end zone. Touchdown to Jamar Chase. A 64-yard strike. Singletary motions out to the right. Empty backfield for C.J. On first and goal, Stroud gets the snap. C.J. looking, scrambling forward. C.J. on the run across the five. He's in! Touchdown, C.J. Stroud! The quarterback with the touchdown run. And the Texans go back up two scores on Cincinnati. Yeah, so you get Joe Burrow connecting with Jamar Chase. That was a pretty touchdown. Maybe a candidate for a TD of the week had the Bengals won. Rut row. And the back-to-back interceptions for the Houston defense, too. So Joe Burrow... He is not a rookie, obviously, but the defense was giving him fits at times. He misfired on a couple of throws, and it came back to bite him in the rear. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham on Bengals Radio, and then Mark Vandermeer on Texans Radio. But speaking of interceptions, I suppose two defenses can play that game. Third down and two. Stroud fakes a handoff, rolls right, throws, intercepted. The Bengals are running it back. Get in. Cam Taylor Brown tackled inside the five. It's not over yet. C.J. Stroud with just his second INT of the year. Cam Taylor Britt with his fourth interception in the last five games. Tank Dell saved the touchdown, but the Bengals will have it. First and goal near the five with three and a half minutes to go. And it wasn't long before they punched in with Joe Mixon. So easy peasy, four-yard rushing touchdown or somewhere inside the four-yard line because that's where they started the drive. And that's at three minutes and 18 seconds remaining. Cincinnati then uses a field goal to tie the game with 90 seconds left. 
heavens, where have we seen this before with one C.J. Stroud? So, yes, he's human. He's a rookie. He throws a late pick. But he's also able to get the ball in his hands again, put that behind him, and march downfield. And so he has a pair of 20-plus yard completions to get into field goal range. Keeping in mind again, last week it was, what, 46 seconds to go we got the ball back, and they scored with six seconds remaining. Well, this time they don't need a touchdown, but they still got to get in position, and he's got to run the two-minute drill to near perfection. John Weeks will snap. Cameron Johnston will hold. 38-yard field goal attempt from the left hash mark for the victory for Matt Amendola. Here's the snap. Here's the spot. Here's the kick. Plenty of leg. And it's good. The Texans walk off with a win. Yes. Cincinnati. <laughs> they take it 30-27. to Matt Amendola at the buzzer. The Texans walk away with a win that we'll never forget. The way our team battled, I'm so proud of our team. Excited for them to be in a tight football game versus a playoff football team and come up with a win. Like that's what that's where we're headed as a team, right? And we're showing that we're a good team. We're showing that we can win tight games at the end of the game. So, you know, I'm really proud of the way our guys battled. Yeah, pretty impressive. They're now second in the AFC South. They're above 500. D'Amico Ryan's is a first-year head coach. We know about C.J. Stroud. But how about their run game? Devin Singletary, 150 yards for him. And the Texans were able to use that run game at times to stabilize. I mean, it's huge. So they've got young guys who are contributing and a quarterback who is fearless. And what was he hearing from his teammates right before a second consecutive week with very little time on the clock to engineer a game-winning drive? They looked me in the eyes and said, man, I trust you with this moment. Um, and that means a lot to me um, from left to right, man. A lot of meaningful ball has been played on um, different teams, this team. like, um, I think they were saying, like, man, there was like eight or nine games last year that came down to the wire like that. And I think we lost every single one of them. So the hope that we have in two-minute drill, like, that really goes to our coaching. There was three for five in the red zone, too. So he's the atypical rookie quarterback this season. More than 350 yards again. Couple of TDs and then the pick that put them in the hole, but he had redemption at the end. As for the Bengals, they also are sitting at five and four, but boy, it feels different, doesn't it? Feels so different than the Texans five and four. And part of the issue is that they really didn't do a whole lot in the first half. And then they come out flat to start the second half as well. Just a lot of wasted opportunities. Tough loss. Thought we were going to be able to pull it out. You know, didn't didn't make enough plays at the end of the day. You know, they played really well. It's uh, at this point. No rhythm. You know, just the first first down. A lot of three and outs. Uh, that was really that was just the issue. Was just getting that first first down and, and trying to get in some sort of rhythm so we can we can get some things going and just weren't able to do that in the first half. I don't know, man. Defense was playing playing us good. He was taking away our. I don't know. I think TB had another drop on the third down. I think. Um, but I think that was two series that happened, um, maybe even three. So it just wasn't consistent. Well, that's interesting. Jamar Chase actually points to, you hear him say TB. That's Tyler Boyd. 
Tyler Boyd had a ball hit him in the hands in the end zone. Joe Burrow, I mean, is there any such thing? I guess there is in the NFL. There is such a thing as a perfect throw, but it shouldn't need to be because these are world-class receivers. Tyler Boyd drops what was a surefire touchdown pass in the end zone with just over 90 seconds to go. So right before they gave the ball back to C.J. Stroud and the Texans, they had a near touchdown. And instead, because he dropped it, they had to settle for a field goal. So you hear Jamar Chase say, TB has another big drop on third down. I think they might have had one or two, maybe even three. Interesting. Not usually do you hear one receiver point to another for a problem. They'll say, we did this or we did that. So, Joe Burrow, what about Tyler Boyd's drop in the end zone? We wouldn't have even been down there if it wasn't for him. So, you know, obviously, would like to come down with it. But, you know, we were able to go down and tie it up. Like to punch it in, make him go down and score, score a touchdown in that situation. But we're able to tie it up. So he does say, hey, we still got points. And we wouldn't have even been there if not for Tyler Boyd. And that's probably true. Tyler had a big game, actually. He was on my bench in fantasy. So I saw exactly how many points uh, he would have had over the next guy. Eight catches for 117 yards. Uh, could have had the touchdown, though, as well. Now, coming up in 25 minutes. We're going to head to Houston, check in with a member of our Houston affiliate, Sports Radio 610, but also NFL veteran on C.J. Stroud, on this D'Amico Ryans-led team that's stronger, getting stronger on both sides of the ball. And I like the culture, already like the culture. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Mentioned that the Bengals fall to 5-4. and four. They're once again in the basement of the, of the AFC North. That's how tough it is. They have the worst record. At 5-4, and four, they have the worst record in the AFC North. But Texans are just a game back of the Jaguars after they get pummeled by the Niners. Now the Texans pick up a game. Bottom of the division are the Tennessee Titans. Why? Because... The Bucks made them a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had dropped four games in a row, and they were just about done with that. And so they're able to, I wouldn't say it was completely lopsided, but they're really able to work their offense. Uh, Baker Mayfield has a couple of touchdown passes. What really impressed me was the number of, of either chunk plays or deep passes he was able to connect with Mike Evans. Also able to connect with Rashad White. And so he had room to throw the ball. They had a vertical passing game against that Titans defense. And the Tampa defense allows no touchdowns to the Titans. So Will Levis, welcome to the NFL, rookie. Yeah, they were good on both sides of the ball. So I love what Mike Evans had to do, or what Mike Evans was able to do. Again, a bunch of balls that were 15 yards, 20 yards, even had one that was 43, I believe. And so when Baker connect can connect with those guys, it opens everything up. Also, Evans had a drop TD as well. So see, Tyler Boyd, you're not alone. <laughs> so for the Buccaneers, they're trying to keep up with the Saints. The Saints actually lost to the Vikings on Sunday. So the Buccaneers are right behind them now. Same number of losses just have four wins instead of five. So yeah, it's good for them to be able to get that monkey off their back and end their skid.
we took advantage of different looks that we had today. Um, I think guys were all locked in, pretty prepared, and um, yeah, just just little things, physical things today that, that prevented us from taking the next step. But th those are those are things that happen in football. It's a lot of weight off off your shoulders. I mean, this feels mm -hmm. great. Everybody in the locker room having fun. Four in a row is tough, especially with our talent and what we, what we believe that we can do. We definitely believe that we can be contenders and, and be a playoff team. I'm a huge fan of Mike Evans, one of my favorite players in the NFL, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. So, yeah, huge to be able to celebrate and have that weight lifted. Now, I wonder if they were lighting up victory cigars, like what we saw in Vegas again, actually. Raiders and Jets from Sunday night. And, no, I'm not going to break down the entire game. Here's my question, though. Seeing what happened at the end of the Jets-Raiders game, but then also thinking about the first game of the day with the Patriots. Both Mac Jones and Zach Wilson throw costly interceptions at the end of these games with the possibility of victory. It's demoralizing for their teams, obviously for the fan bases. I'm not sure which team is in a worse situation right now, but they happen to be in the same division. We'll bundle them together. It's like bundling home and auto. We'll bundle them together coming up next on Twitter, a law radio Monday MVP poll is live and waiting for you to cast your vote. You got to practice, right? And then on our Facebook page, same thing. You can also let us know which finish either smacked you in the face or gave you pure joy. In either case, I suppose the thrill of victory over the agony of defeating could keep you up at night. I mean, it was a fun Sunday. Uh, sure, there were some ugly games, but it was a fun Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You, you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Shotgun to Wilson. Five-step drop, dumps it short, and it's picked off Spillane at the 15, 30, 35, chase down from behind at the 40. Robert Spillane with his third pick of the year, and the defense does it again. 
Max Crosby's almost out of the numbers. Here's the snap. Wilson back. Wilson in trouble. Spinning left. Chased by Crosby. Wilson runs outside the numbers. Turns. Fires it up. Into the end zone. It is knocked down. Incomplete. Raiders win. The Las Vegas Raiders pick up the win, beating the New York Jets 16-12. Antonio Pierce goes to 2-0 as the Raiders head coach as Vegas evens its season record at 5-5. The Jets suffer a second straight defeat. They go to 4-5. Raiders win by 4, 16-12 the final. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. One change really can make a massive difference. We knew the Raiders had talent. Just the voice that was speaking to them, the atmosphere, whatever it was that Josh McDaniels was putting down, the Raiders were not picking up. It didn't work in their locker room. And and there's a bazillion ways to look at it. Could analyze it from now until next Sunday. But ultimately, this group of guys did not play for him. Not that they didn't play hard, but it was frustrating. There weren't any changes, adjustments, amendments, my way or the highway. They were too talented to be that bad, to be that stagnant, and to be that stoic, actually. But now, back-to-back weeks, cigars in the victorious locker room. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. A um, A completely different spirit. I mean, we're talking about a completely different atmosphere with Antonio Pierce, who in his coaching debut has got two wins in a row. Our fans, they kept us in the game. Their energy, their passion, their support throughout. That's what energized our guys at the end. And then if you watched at the very you know, the last 30 seconds, I think you saw our entire bench up on the sideline rooting on our defense, talking to Devontae right next to me, Josh Jacobs. I mean, all those guys are sitting there just rallying the troops. That's what this culture is about. It's about team. It's football. You know, not everything's going to go your, your way. Uh, nobody's trying to make a mistake. <laughs> Nobody does anything on purpose to have a bad call or, you know, do something silly. Um, and like I told these guys at the very beginning, we're all fortunate to be in the National Football League. We're all f- fortunate to work for a great organization, fan base, and alumni. And when you come to work every day, do it with a smile. Because uh, one day that door's going to close, you're not going to be able to walk in there no more. Polar opposite from Josh McDaniels. It's crazy because it can't be that simple, right? It can't just be as simple as a different voice, a different attitude, a different approach. And that's not all of it. I mean, they did make the change at quarterback. They're doing a little more offensively to open things up. But honestly, we talk about uh, like corporate synergy or in some cases corporate morale, why it's such a big thing when you're talking about putting together competitive teams or building a business that can be a winner, that can be successful. We're still human beings. We still have hearts and souls and minds and wills. And sometimes it is about a different voice and a different spirit and a different leader, a different style of leadership. And that's what they're getting with Antonio Pierce. As for the New York Jets, as you hear with Jason Horowitz on Raiders Radio and then also Ryan Radke, last two possessions for the Jets, they fall flat again. I mean, there was some life there in the fourth quarter with the Jets. But Zach Wilson throws another demoralizing interception and the Hail Mary, it, it is what it is. So much frustration. Uh, I don't know how to put it any other way. I mean, I, I don't know if people could see I was frustrated on the sideline um, in a good way. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to be frustrated. Um, but, 
I mean, the hard thing is I know everyone's battling. You know, these penalties aren't aren't like anyone's not trying or, you know, but we got to find a way to, to be better there. It's very frustrating. Um, we're we're going to work to fix it, man. We'll keep working, bro, because it's very frustrating. You know, um, Garrett Wilson trying to be careful he doesn't say something else that's going to get him in the headlines or get him in trouble. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers hugging Devontae Adams, telling NBC that he plans to be back in December. Oi. I suppose it's possible. Anything is possible. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio looking at the AFC East. You've got the Jets now falling back below 500, back-to-back losses. So much talent, including Garrett Wilson, including Sauce Gardner. That defense continues to put the ball in the hands of Zach Wilson. And I will say this. I don't think Zach Wilson is a top-flight quarterback. Most days, he's not even average. But there are a lot of other issues, too. There really are. It's just a disaster on offense. And it's a lot to ask of the defense. I suppose Patriots and Patriots fans feel the exact same way. If you weren't watching the game in Frankfurt, well, there wasn't a whole lot of offense to write about. Jonathan Taylor had a rushing touchdown late in the second quarter. All right. It was field goals. It was missed field goals. It was empty possessions. But, man, there was drama at the end. The Colts are up 10-6. to on a Matt Gay field goal from midfield. So it's a 51-yarder in the fourth quarter. They're up 10-6. to And Mac Jones, the Patriots, they're moving the ball. They're moving the ball with little time left on the clock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And... They're into the red zone. Patriots have it inside the red zone. Shotgun snap. Jones. Play action. Floats it downfield. Picked off by the Colts. Get up and run with it. Julian Blackman is not down on the three-yard line. Gets off his haunches and then sprints it up to the five. The Colts with an enormous takeaway. Yeah. So Mac Jones does the same thing. I can't imagine which group of fans is more frustrated. The Jets fans and their team that's ready-made or Patriots fans feeling like they were going to take a step forward with Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator who, by the way, took a chunk out of Mac Jones on the sidelines. I mean, chewed him a new one. So Mac gets benched because the Patriots defense gives him the ball back and it's Bailey Zappi then who comes into the game. 
43 seconds, 42. Colts lead 10-6. Patriots out of timeouts at their own 41st down and 10, and Zappi spikes the football. No, 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 oh, he, he faked, faked it. it. And throws and over the middle, himself. and it's intercepted. Rodney Thomas picks it off. He faked the spike and rifles it over the middle, and Rodney Thomas picks it off. And the Indianapolis Colts are going to leave Frankfurt, Germany with a huge win to get them to 5-5. Five and five. So good for the Colts. I mean, the fact that they're 500 without their starting quarterback is amazing. And Jonathan Taylor being nowhere to be found for the first month, I mean, that's huge. So give them credit and give Shane Steichen credit. But honestly, the headline here is Mac Jones gets benched again. And then his replacement, Bailey Zappi, comes in and throws a pick as well. So Bill Belichick trying to get him to say anything is really like trying to get water out of a rock. Yeah, I just thought it was time for a change. Was any of that related to injury? Yeah, uh, look, I made the decision. That's what it was. Uh, we'll deal with it next week, next week. Bill, do you still have faith in Mac Jones as your quarterback? I have faith in all our players. They just told me I was out of the game, so I, I wasn't playing very good. So uh, I got taken out of the game uh, before the two-minute drive at the end of the game. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it was. It's hard, right? It's 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 a difficult situation, but at the end of the day, I really did want the team to win. I'll always be that person. Um, I know that you know we didn't win, so it's it's hard for everybody. But um, I have to play better to not even be in that situation. He's a likable young man. He really is. He's funny. He takes care of his business. He fits Patriots culture really well. Just man, the whole thing, and. Again, it's not all on him, like it's not all on Zach Wilson, but this was a terrible throw. He airmailed it. He lobbed it. It was short. His his receiver was behind the defense. We don't have time for that. You throw it deep, you throw a little bit farther, two feet, and it's a touchdown. He just didn't put enough juice on it. And instead, the defender is able to step in and grab it on the goal line. And I know Patriots fans are certainly frustrated. Not Texans fans, though. We're going to head to Houston next. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. Thirty-eight-yard field goal attempt from the left hash mark for the victory for Matt Amendola. Here's the snap. Here's the spot. Here's the kick. Plenty of leg and. It's good! The Texans walk off with a win! Yes! Cincinnati! They take it 30 to 27. Matt Amendola at the buzzer! The Texans walk away with a win that we'll never forget. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's a Monday morning. We're hitting you up the side of the head with a bunch of walk-off field goals in the NFL and nine games of the 12 that are settled by a single score. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio, and we're going to rush to Houston without delay and welcome one half of Payne and Pendergast from our affiliate Sports Radio 610. Seth Payne getting ready for his show, also former NFL defensive lineman. Well, is that true? Will we hear Mark Vandermeer on Texans radio? Is it true that it's a win you'll never forget? Um, uh, yeah, I, I believe it will be. I think this is the this is the first win of the season 
is the Texans are now five and two in their last seven games, five and four on the year. Um, but this was the this was the litmus test. You know, this was a okay. This is a this is a real bona fide Super Bowl contender that they'd be facing, and the, and CJ Stroud would be lining opposite lining up opposite Joe Burrow. So yeah, I think you know whether it's this season or in the context of CJ Stroud's career. This felt like a step forward. He had a record-breaking performance last week with 470 yards, but this one, you know, driving, driving to kick a field goal with a street-free agent kicker that you just <laughs> elevated from the practice squad, uh, and and you know, with multiple game-winning drives in the in the final minutes of games over the last several weeks, it's uh, it's been an, it's been a fun run here in Houston. Okay, I looked this up, but I just want to clarify. Did you and D'Amico Ryan's cross paths at the at the tail end of your career in Houston? We did. I actually uh, I I yelled at him in training camp once <laughs> because uh, I was it was my final year in the NFL and it was his rookie season. And th- this is when I first really kind of learned that D'Amico has a different way about him. Uh, he he'd been elevated to starter you know, early in training camp and he was a rookie and I was kind of a crusty old grumpy veteran <laughs> and it was hot out and he was having a hard time getting the play call out. And we were in some kind of a situational drill where you know, there was a play clock running and, <laughs> and I yelled at him. I was like, get the bleep and bleep call out. And he kind of looked at me. It was almost like uh like he was a, like a, a beast master or something <laughs> like he, he calmed me down <laughs> and just very patiently uh, got the call out. And, and from there on, you know, his rookie year, he was just everything you want in a linebacker. He was all over the place. He was uh, like, he was just vicious when it came to hitting people. But he's so calm and even tempered in every other area of life. So he's just got a rare blend of all the things you want in a football player um, in terms of fire, but then also all those things in terms of maturity on and off the field and and that's frankly a bit of what i've seen in cj too he's just freakishly mature for his age hmm. and he's got a different perspective on life i think because of his background and um both the, you know in life in in his family but then also as a football player where he didn't uh, you know he can't i don't want to say he came up the hard way he still got a scholarship to ohio state but he was relatively lightly recruited and one of the last guys really really plucked from that class uh, behind guys like Bryce Young as a, as a high school recruit. So um, it's, a, it's a really cool blend between those two. Still, though, to have it come together so quickly, how is it happening? Um, I think it's obviously when you have a quarterback, it makes all the difference in the world. So, you know, you, you can't ever ignore that. And CJ's done an incredible job. But I think a couple things, Aside from some of the talent acquisitions, I mean, Bobby Sloak, the offensive coordinator, has also worked very, very well with C.J. Stroud. And if you look at the way C.J.'s been able to spread the ball around, there are just there are options out there. You know, Noah Brown, the wide receiver, mm-hmm. who I don't know if he's ever had more than 500 or so yards in a season. He's had 300 yards receiving in the last two games. Uh, Tank Dell, the rookie out of Houston, is just very, very fast. He's undersized, but he gets a lot of separation. Nico Collins was injured yesterday, but he's been the very best he's been since he's been here in Houston. You know, Nico's been here, um, but we're getting the best version of him. I think uh, Bobby Slope does a really good job working with CJ and kind of surpassing all these hurdles. And this is where 
this has been the interesting thing to watch. You know, with any rookie, you're kind of waiting to see, okay, what's going what's gonna to throw him? Where's the next? What, what, what are defensive coordinators going to throw at him that flummoxes him? Really, from the Atlanta game onward, defensive coordinators have been showing a lot of different looks, you know, rushing three and dropping eight, trying to vary coverages as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Like they're throwing the kitchen sink at CJ and he's, he's adjusted each step along the way. So, um, you know, we got another half season to go, but it's been very impressive so far. <laughs> yeah, it is impressive considering the number of rookie quarterbacks who've started and you see kind of the median, the mean where a lot of them, it's just a wild ride. And with CJ Walder, certainly it's not perfection. There are a couple mistakes here and there. It's amazing how much better he looks than your average rookie. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Seth Payne is with us from Sports Radio 610 in Houston, getting set for their morning show, Payne and Pendergast. Uh, so I, I saw that you posted on your Twitter that it was just so much fun. I, I know you don't just mean winning. What else is fun besides the winning? <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, and I posted that. I, <laughs> I posted that right at the beginning of the final field goal drive. Uh, and most of the replies from Texans fans were like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm losing my hair here. Uh, everybody's going crazy. I just uh, to give a damn, you know, to, yes. care about, to care about a football team at the end of football games. And more than anything, just to, to believe in the quarterback. And that, that part of it is a whole lot of fun, especially given, you know, the Texans. The Texans, have, it's not just this losing on the field over the last couple of years has been tough. They've had just a litany of atypical issues, whether right. it's Deshaun Watson or things going on in the front office. Like, all of this stuff has just been really weird. And I think – I, I, a lot of Texans fans just got tired of being a spectacle. You know, like it was it was more about gossip and weirdness than it was about even <laughs> your run-of-the-mill bad football team. So it's just, it's nice to be relevant in a good mm. way again. Okay, well, let me piggyback on that. I have about two and a half minutes to go, just as a warning. Uh, there was a lot of criticism of Nick Casario when he was hired. In fact, that was theoretically one of the reasons why Deshaun wanted out before we heard about all of his other issues. But there was a lot of criticism. Has Nick now earned the respect or at least uh, earned, I don't know, a couple of attaboys for the, the team that he's put together and the hire he made in D'Amico? I think so. And you know how it goes with GMs. It's going to be a mixed bag of responses on that from various people. The biggest obstacle he has right now is that the two first-round picks from last year, uh, Kenyon Green and Derek Stingley, have been very injured. In uh, a lot, and you haven't gotten much out of them. Derek Stingley came back and played yesterday. Getting a quarterback changes everything, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and, you know, some of the mid-round picks like Tank Dell, like Jalen Petrie, not a mid-round pick, but a second-round pick, those guys have done well. So I think a lot of it will ride on, A, C.J. Stroud continuing to play well, and then, B, Will Anderson. The team traded a lot for Will Anderson. He's only got a couple sacks on the year, but – He's been he's been getting very very close to the quarterback and like getting a lot of pressures. I I feel good about Will Anderson over the next couple of years taking a lot of steps forward. Hmm. I mean, it certainly is a complete change after the the Texans were down to the dumpers to use the Dan Campbell word. <laughs> but a couple of words just about their toughness too, because I think it feels like they're taking on that personality of D'Amico. Yeah, yeah, and I think again, both D'Amico and CJ embody that. Um, and the, it, and I'll tell you what, too, just to, to piggyback on what I was saying about Casario, I think Nick doesn't get enough credit for getting all the picks he did for Deshaun Watson. Mm. I mean, that was just, mm -hmm. if I were a GM, I would have, I would have cut 
date so quickly on that because <laughs> of the stress level and because of the uncertainty. So yeah, that was an ugly situation, but like he came out of it the best possible way for the Texans. And as far as D'Amico, yeah, he's he's uh, like I don't. He's brought in a like they've gotten all the toughness out of these guys. I think mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are naturally tough, and D'Amico just uh, has such a way with people that guys are really allowed to shine and show that toughness. Mm, and you know it personally. I love that. All right, you can find Seth on Twitter at Seth C. Payne, former D lineman in the NFL, knows D'Amico from their encounter in training camp. Haha. Uh, getting ready to to host his show with our friend Sean Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. Thank you for a couple of minutes. We really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, Amy. Good stuff to hear from Seth personally about D'Amico and also to try to understand what it is about C.J. Stroud that makes him different. He is cut differently. And the toughness, but also under fire, the poise, the calm under fire, that stems from leadership, which is amazing. All right, that takes us up to the top. We will regroup tonight after Monday Night Football. Have a great day, or at least survive. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.